take a drink and this is where i will start the actual podcast and hello and welcome to how about and i'm jared i'm kevin i'm sophie sophie i thought you were gonna have that close i thought you were gonna have a a, like a mic cover yeah no (laughs) no what happened to that well, I said I need to do it. I didn't say I was immediately going to do it. Well, I assume oh that I assume when you said that you would have that was like 2 weeks ago at this point. You would have like gone on to the Amazons. Do you know what I'm going to do right this minute? Buy one and send it to her? Yep. That's so nice of you, Jared. Can you text me your address again, Soph? <laughs> they're very expensive. No, they're not. They are? No, they're not. You can only buy them in packs of 3, too. Seriously? Yeah. Well, they get worn out quite quickly. So, yeah. I mean, How you got to stop spitting on your windscreen, Kevin. I know. That's I need to get one of those, like, those, like, plastic shields that Fuck. restaurant workers have. Yeah. Can you guys see my cat right now? Nope. Not at all. I don't think our listeners can either. Fuck Probably off, not. Man. No, fuck. I forgot we were still in the actual podcast. God damn it. <laughs> we got distracted so easily. Yeah. That does not bode well. Oh, oh, boy. Well, speaking of not boding well, we're talking about Star Trek. Uh, specifically, Star Trek IV, uh, the undiscovered country. IV? Yeah. Isn't it VI? Sorry. It Star Trek VI. My bad. <laughs> God, oh my I wrote God. it in my notes, IV. Oh yeah. my God, Oops. dude. Please, Jared. I did say it, Star Trek 6. Yeah. Sorry, the dis- uh, occasional dyslexia struck again. Um, but yeah, uh, so this is a pick of mine. I can pretty much guarantee yeah, that both of you guys hated it, and that's okay. Still wanted you guys to watch it because I am slowly conning you guys into watching as much Star Trek as is humanly possible. All right, Jared, give us that quick summary. Uh, quick summary. Uh, the Berlin Wall has exploded, but in space. Um, <laughs> the Klingon Empire, um, is their main energy production facility, which we'll get into why that makes no sense, um, has gone kaboom. And... Uh, The Federation, um, under the guidance of uh, now Captain Spock, decides to um, uh, uh, throw out an olive branch to the Klingon Empire to end hostilities after um, 70 years, I think. And uh, Captain Kirk is the one assigned to go meet the um, uh, Klingon Chancellor. He has a longstanding... Um, Hatred of Klingons based on the killing of his son in uh, Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, in case anybody wants to go um, do some background research. Um, And uh, so they meet the Klingon um, Chancellor. He gets uh, murderized. They suspect the Enterprise of doing that. The Enterprise didn't actually do that. It's a whole big political intrigue plot. Um, turns out that it was an inside job and the Klingons killed one of their own in collaboration with some Star Trek people. Um, I mean, Starfleet people to stop the peace talks. Cause everybody's like, but what, what happens if we're not at war? I don't know how to do that. Um, and then it ends with, uh, them talking about peace and definitely not the U S and Russia relationship. 
even though that's 100% what it is. And then the end of uh, the, the uh, Kirk movie franchise of Star Trek. This was the last like official one. Even though they do technically show up in, so they technically show up in generations, and it's like a handoff from him to Mm -hmm. Jean Luc Picard, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Patrick Stewart's crew. But um, yeah, this is their last full movie. Does Sulu show up in generations? No. No. His daughter does. Wow. Um, okay, but, nice, nice, nice yep. summarization, Jared. Thank you. Um, it had as much energy as I had while watching the film. Yeah, which is to which say, is not tons. Much. Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah. Great. Well, uh, this is the point that I've been dreading. Uh, what are your initial opinions, Kevin? Um, it was, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a Star Trek film. It's one of those like Star Trek films that was made for, I think, Star Trek fans, or maybe it was just made for William Shatner. Um, Listen, William Shatner is a Star Trek fan. He, He's definitely one of those people who's a fan of himself. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I will say that Star Trek has always known how to how to make a, a truly banging score. Mm-hmm. Music is always top notch, and it really gets you in there. Um, which is very important um, when you're dealing with like goofy sci-fi stuff. Um, I cannot think of one goofy thing that happens in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, Certainly not bright pink yogurt blood. Yeah, that was <laughs> so bad. Um, what year did the movie come out? 1991. Okay, 91. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um yeah, mostly I was just kind of bored, I, I will say. Um, there's some things that I noticed that I was like, oh, I noticed this. So, uh, But I don't know if it made it interesting. Mm-hmm. Like in that scene where Spock is telling everyone that Kirk is going to have to be the, the ambassador guy. At the end, yeah. after everyone leaves, they're, yeah. they're at opposite ends of this really long table. And it's like this really wide shot. And see mm-hmm. how far away Kirk and his friend Spock are on this issue or something. Yep. And I was like, wow, that's a thing. And I thought oh. the movie was going to be really preachy because yeah. that scene in particular is like setting things up to be really preachy about like the military industrial complex sort of stuff. It's like, hey, yeah. the Klingons have no money because they spent it all on war stuff. Yep. Um, and of course, like one of the top brass guys' first response is, let's go kill them all. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, to their oh. knees. Yeah. And there's like also like a bunch of, they're like, they're, they're subhuman animals type, yeah. type talk. And I'm like, this yep. is really strange. Cause like, I don't know. I have this, I don't know anything about Star Trek, but the thing mm-hmm. I do know about Star Trek. Yeah, I've watched is two of the movies at least. I've watched, of the older movies, I've watched at least two. Possibly yeah. more, um, and I've watched a bunch of episodes of the original ser- the original series, a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I know about Star Trek is that the fe- like it exists in like a utopian world. Like the Federation has solved many many humanitarian humanitarian problems. Yeah, with their 
special what's it like transporter or 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 whatever well, it's that... not one thing but yeah it's a collection many, many of like things. technological things including faster than light travel right they can also like just rejumble the atoms of stuff to like yeah, make yeah. any amount of food that they need pretty right. much so there's no hunger and like they're good mm-hmm. at medicine everything is faux free and so like mm-hmm. they're like oh we'll focus on ourselves and being being the best version of ourselves but then you have these like admirals that are in this so that's what that's where I'm coming from. That's my mm-hmm. understanding of Star Trek. And mm-hmm. then you have these admirals who are like, "Bomb them all to hell! They're dogs!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Where did this come from?" So where did that come from, Jared? Um, it came from <clears throat> um, imagining the Federation as a human utopia um, takes away the humanity of humans, and that humans are both garbage and like occasionally pretty nice. Um, and so it takes away the like the drama of it all. And they realized that after a little while, um, mm. like specifically in the next generation, right. and they're trying to like craft stories and they're like, okay, there's no interpersonal con- conflict. I don't, we don't know how to write stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of course corrected with that. And then also, you know, people realizing that um, it's not about the like actual utopian dream. It's mm. the conflict of, humanity for humanity has solved a lot of these issues but then they just kind of turn it outwards onto something else and so like instead of racist against um like different races of humans it's like actual like different species of humanoids sure all right yeah that's that's kind of my thoughts i suppose Sophie, yeah. what do you what do you got? You've been concerningly quiet, and I'm dreading what you're gonna say. But no pressure. <laughs> uh, I didn't hate it. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That's a uh, surprise. I don't think I said I hated it. Did I? I didn't. Uh, you don't feel like you had to, Kevin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hate is a strong word. I don't think I hated it. But okay. Conti- sorry, Sophie. Continue. So uh, my my grandma called me in the middle of it and I told her that I was watching this and she's like, I kind of, I wished I had been into Star Trek because it was like the thing when I was younger and like, I wish hmm. I would have gotten into it. And I said, well, do you watch it now? She's like, oh God, no. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Damn. And then we just talked about it a little bit and I was like, yeah, I, it's not that I hate it while I'm watching it. It's just that it never makes me want to like go watch more. And maybe that's part of what you're talking about with like, they didn't know how to write compelling Mm -hmm. lasting drama that would make me want to follow along. But I think William Shatner is like, even when I watched a little bit of the series, when Jared asked me and Craig to watch some of it, Mm -hmm. what a hilarious little man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how many times is it in his contract throughout the series of movies and films that he has to fight a clone of himself? Because I've watched a very small percentage of this show and I've seen him fight him his own clone at least twice now. He loves it. Really? Wait, um, what when did he fight his clone? There's one where they go Do they to go the, down to a planet? They go down to a planet where there's like they have visions of things that they want to see like i think bones falls in love with like this vision of a beautiful lady oh or something. yeah yeah I but they're that. like kind of like siren type thing where they're like trapping mm-hmm. them but then kirk has to fight his own clone or whatever yeah someone who's chameleoning as him 
Yeah. Kind of like in I this do movie. remember that. Yeah. That just makes me giggle. I was a little bummed that his shirt didn't get ripped like it did in all he's the episodes I watched. He's, yeah, he's, he's too gotten old for a, that now. He looks it's very... Getting, I, yeah, I don't want to fat shame anybody, but he's gotten a little bit tubby. He looks like a, a very stuffed, overstuffed sausage uh, yeah. in that uniform. Really, the only one who looks good after all this time is Leonard Nimoy. He just has um, like a good old face. Yeah, he does, I think he's yeah. just he's just looked old for the entire run of the series, like starting yeah. like even back in the sixties or whatever. And he I just has such that, a command. But... I don't know. Yeah. I realized that I've had multiple crossword clues that were quotes of Spock's from this movie. Mm. Like logic is the beginning of wisdom, not the end of it, has been a crossword clue multiple times this year. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was stoked that Kim Cattrall was in this. Yeah. And then was she the bad Christopher guy? Plummer. <clears throat> yeah, she, the, she was very she was the Vulcan, the new yeah. lieutenant. I, I, I wrote down as soon as she showed up, I'm like, she's she's no good. What did I write exactly? Damn. <laughs> you caught it early. I didn't catch the that. Shoot, my my third note is so the new Vulcan is a bad guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> because like yeah, just movie logic, you know, mm-hmm. it has there has yeah, to be I mean, some it's, plot yeah, it's, and, it's, it's and a the only mystery. new character. Yeah, there's no point right. in introducing a new it's character not, yeah, in a movie Bones, like this. Yeah, Bones isn't going to suddenly become right. not a doctor and an assassin. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or Scotty or anything like that. Yeah. Um, right, but yeah, exactly. then there were just some goofy things. Like I wrote down, this no gravity blood is goof city central. Yeah, yeah it's real bad. It's <laughs> real bad. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And, then and I love, then, I'll admit when the, that. I love when the ba- the gravity turns back on and then it falls to the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it literally looks like like yeah. tie-dye, or I mean not tie-dye, but it just uh, dyed like, yogurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have actually been that because it's like, it's like a thing, Yo-J. Because also like, right. yeah, so. A I Yo-Play mean, I, commercial. Yeah. Yo-J. Do you remember Yo-J? Yo-J? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gross. I don't it's know like why, but every time I think of Yo-J, I also think of Trope 50. With the what's that lady from Thirty Rock, Jane? Uh, oh, Krakowski. Uh, uh, Krakowski. Yeah. Um, I always I I know they're not like actually related, but for whatever reason, those two commercials like live in the same spot in my brain. <laughs> but I was stoked to see Kim Cattrall, Christopher Plummer. Um, mm-hmm. Christopher Plummer was like acting to the max in yeah. this movie, which kind of shocked me. I okay, okay, yeah. I, I I had I didn't have that many great things to say, but I will say that the actors did their damnedest. Now yeah. everyone everyone in these in these movies that I've seen takes the material seriously, which they desperately need. Yeah. If they did not, then the movie would be awful. It's one of the yeah, it's one of the like carryovers from the original Star Trek, which is like it, it was from a different era in which people are like, we're acting and we're right, actors. Yeah. yeah, very stage acting. Yeah, but it's one of the things that's carried over and they, they the way that they differentiate from other sci-fi is that they take it very like seriously um, and yeah, are very actory about it. Yeah. And that's something that like, I, I don't know, I just appreciate it. But it's For also sure, like yeah. the... Um, <clears throat> It's like peak Star Trekky in that they're like referencing like so many things. Like Shakespeare is like every yeah. other line is about Shakespeare. I don't understand why the Klingon guy is so familiar with Shakespeare. Yeah, that doesn't make also, any sense. Yeah. I the but that's the funny thing that I think is like somebody has a line, uh, you you don't understand Shakespeare unless you're in the original, yeah, in the original Klingon. Which is like 
that is peak Star Trek silliness for me. Yeah. And that yeah. it's not like overtly funny, but it's kind of like, wait, hang on. What? It's absurd. Yeah. It's, what does that make any sense at all? I, I can't I I don't understand like the mind like the mindset that you have to be as a writer to write that into your movie. Like where yeah. are you coming from? Are you do you, like is that a I mean it's silly and it's like almost it's like a joke. But yeah. like do they want us to take it seriously, I guess, is, is my question. No, I don't think so. I, I do think that they're making a joke about it. Mm-hmm. But they're also, like, making, like, a character commentary on what Klingons are like. And sure. if you think specifically about, like, <clears throat> some of the more tragic or violent uh, Shakespeare things, like, that's kind of what he's getting at. Because later yeah, sure. with um, uh, Worf and the Next Generation, he talks a lot more about, like, Klingon opera and that sort of stuff. Mm. And so if you could just imagine that, like, Klingons really, like, very, like, high entertainment, high mm. octane, like, absolutely bonkers, like, storytelling... And so I can imagine like the Klingons would be huge fans of keeping up with the Kardashians, but it, instead of them, like, you know, doing fashiony stuff, it'd be like, uh, you know, fighting and murder, but it would still be like a documentary about like a dysfunctional family. And like, everybody would know like all of the different family members and like what their connections are and all those things. And like, that's- like the real housewives of New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Like that sort of thing, though, but it would be just like a more like kind of like macho, like militaristic, like violent type thing. Not that those shows aren't violent, but it's word violence instead of blood violence. Yeah, even that legal proceedings chamber was very like gladiator arena type stuff. I think for me, reactions, um, I didn't, I don't know much at all about star trek in general so i got klingons and vulcans confused and i was like what the fuck is going on so Mm. craig explained it to me and then i understood it was like five minutes in so luckily i i paused it to check that out um and then like sorry additional question do you know who romulans are i thought they were klingons (laughs) oh boy Okay. So no, I don't. That's the answer to that. They're the question. evil cousins of the Vulcans. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. Um, so like that bit was confusing. Once I understood who the Klingons were and that they had been at war with the Federation, the plot itself made plenty of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I got through the legal, pres- like once uh, Kirk and Bones were in that prison planet, Repente. Um. Then I felt like the plot moved a little bit for me. Yeah. That legal scene was really long. Um, mm. And also, I actually... like, I don't understand. Well, I do understand that it's like a convention that audiences will identify with. But in terms of a utopia, having a legal proceeding like that is not part of any utopia. I would well, like people. Well, the, 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 Klingons, the Klingons aren't, aren't a utopia. It's just the human federation. It's just the federation, yeah. Sure. Which aren't okay. only humans, right? But yeah. It's made uh, up of it, many yeah, it's a human, yeah, uh, originated federation. But yes, so like that is a part of the juxtaposition of it's sort of humanity's utopia in the face of some other very like quote unquote barbaric or backwards, right. yeah, uh, like cultures, yeah, where that like that entire proceeding was sort of a sham. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I did, I did, it's I did a like, damn I actually... show trial. I liked that scene um, 
I like Jim, like, they're setting us up. Yeah, I like the set. I like how they had like the tra- translator that they have to yeah. hold up to their ear. It's like huge. Um, yeah. It literally liked, looks like an old school walkie talkie. <laughs> yeah, which it probably was. I liked how yeah. Worf is there. Why is Worf there? So how it's not the Worf, Worf that we know. It's oh, like Worf's off. uncle. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is actor, set like. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is like <laughs> that's. But it's set like that's hundred right because years before right maybe not a full hundred but yeah it's like I I don't yeah. know like that much about the timeline but mm-hmm. I do know that Kirk and Spock are are many many decades before the next gen yeah crew and so I'm like is Worf like did the Klingons live no like yeah I think years? it's actually no? yeah I'm pretty sure it's Worf's grandfather but is Worf so wait. Are they named like one name? Like it's Worf and then son of whomever. Okay. So this guy's name is so Worf's name is like so, so Worf is, is Worf son of Moore. Hmm? Why? Why? So Bro, okay. well, because he was a very prestigious part of okay. So okay, again, okay. this is all like retconning of stuff. Okay. And one of the reasons why he was in the movie is just to like be like, oh wait, Worf, I recognize that. That's from a TV show that's on currently. Then you can right. go watch the TV show. Um, huh. But the retconning of it is that this Colonel Worf was like a historic figure. And so Worf was named for him by his father because I mm. think it's his grandfather. Okay. 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 I get it. I, I was assuming that it was Worf from Next Gen. And I was like, nope. why is Worf here? Nope. Um, Listen, he's not like Chewbacca. He's not 300 years old. Okay. Inexplicable. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just looking at the cast list. Yeah. First of all, I didn't put it together that the Federation president was red from that 70s show. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that either. Yeah. But then Admiral Carter. He's got a lot of makeup on. The yeah. guy. Brock who, Peters. Yes. Brock Peters. He's. Um, to kill a mockingbird he's tom robinson to kill yeah. a mockingbird hmm. yeah wow yeah he's a great actor he also so he's one of the star trek likes to just like recast people a ton of times and like mm-hmm. famously there's one guy who's played like 13 different characters throughout like all of the different shows but brock peters comes back for um uh, deep space nine my personal favorite star trek show and he plays captain cisco's dad hmm. yeah he's really great neat yeah. Um, so uh, the reason why I picked this is I'm obviously a big Star Trek fan, but also I watched this movie as a kid and it was probably my favorite of the movies. Slash That's interesting. The one that I had the easiest access to. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie as a kid. Um, it's like one of the formative things. It's a reason why I like political thrillers, I feel, because this movie is basically like a political thriller, but you just skinned it in Star Trek. Yeah. Um, and then also yeah. like an Agatha Christie, mm-hmm. right? Puzzling out kind who's of a the murderer. They're on the ship. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as a kid, I did not pick up on that the Vulcan lady was uh, going to be a bad guy. Sure. Um, well, you hadn't adult, seen. I did not either. You hadn't seen a thousand <laughs> movies before. <laughs> before. Right. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Christopher Plummer is great. Um. Uh. Yeah. The acting is all good. The, the music, fantastic. Um. Yeah. I just like it's a very much a comfort movie for me. Um. And yeah. I. I, I, I 
don't know. I mean, I know it's not a good movie, but it's just a lot of fun. So, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. that's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't so, know. It's 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 weird. I yeah. I, I really think like what uh, it's probably more what I want from a Star Trek movie when when compared to the next gen movie that we watched. Yeah, which is like contact. kind of like yeah action schlock. Yeah. Um. This had a lot more of like, w- kind of what I think of when I think of Star Trek, which is like you know negotiations and and tension and between different races, uh, different you know alien species and mm. you know some sort of mystery kind of puzzly thing that they got to figure out. And so all that stuff I think is is pretty good. I think like I don't know. I always get the sense when I'm watching these movies that like it would mean a lot more if I'd seen more of the show. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you because, know that. Yeah. So you know that well, Kirk and Kirk and his crew are like, you know, friends and they have a history together just because yeah, you and know this that. Is their, yeah. This is, was supposed their to be last like ride. Kind of last yeah. hurrah. And like, honestly, right. they should just be like sailing the enterprise around the solar system and be like, Hey, that's Saturn. Look at that. <laughs> that's crazy. We're all old as fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Bones looks so old. Oh, yeah, like the his oldest. He he. I was like yeah. worried for that actor. I mean, like, he was. Yeah, he was the oldest of the actors, like to begin with. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's. I mean, they're yeah. all they were all pretty old. Wasn't who was it? The one wasn't one of them like fought in World War Two? Am I? Did I make, did I make that, that was up? James Doohan. So that's Scotty. oh James Doohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scotty. Fun right. fact about him. Well, not a super. Oh, I know, fact, I know, but, I know this fact. I know yeah. this fact. Can about I hear the it? You can't. I, about his fingers, yeah, and then yeah. He, he got shot on like D Day, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, didn't like the bullet like hit a a lighter in his like pocket or something like that? I think so. It was either a lighter or like dog tags or something. Yeah, yeah, or like a Bible or something like that. But yeah, yeah, crazy times. Yeah, but yeah, so he got shot on D Day, and so he's missing the last two fingers on one of his hands. Yeah, yeah. And so in a lot of shots, it's just like trying to cover for that. Interesting. Yeah. He also is uh, one of the inventors of the Klingon language. So on the original show, they didn't have like, you know, how like a linguist Rocky person. language yeah, was yeah. created by a linguist. They're just like, make some weird guttural sounds. And James sure. Jones like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. And he just like made all of it up and it didn't mean anything. And then they like went back and like made an actual like fake language off of what mm-hmm. he originated from. So when they're doing the translating scene, it's extra funny because he's helping with that and it's all made up gobbledygook. Wow. And it's also stupid because <clears throat> one of my favorite things that the J.J. Abrams Star Trek did is that it made everybody actually competent. And so yeah. like Uhura can speak like 500 languages. And in this one, she's like, oh no, without the universal translator, what am I going to do? Yeah. And it's like, how are you the communication officer? Yeah. When she you just cannot works the radio. Speak, yeah, she works the, the radio. Language That's what they meant. Of your one key for 70 years enemy. Wouldn't that be important to know in case you like, I don't know, want to spy on them or something? But you have the universal translator. What do you need anything else for? Yeah, but also somehow they can detect the universal translator. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There are different ten, like different uh, ways that you speak in French or Spanish, like other languages, where it's formal versus informal, and 
That's true. Okay. I, that's I thought that's what they were saying is that we you need to that approach them more friendly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but but instead, yeah, the actress it was also, objected to that scene because she was like, yeah. I would know if I was the linguist, I would seemingly know how to speak yeah. this language. And then the director was like, no, yeah. we're going to do this Well, because anyway. it builds like, I mean, it builds, <laughs> if, if you don't think about it, it builds the tension better. Mm-hmm. And it was it's funny also, when they all laugh, when they like yeah, do that the was fake great. laughing thing. <laughs> Did you also notice that they're using like ye olde Englishy like type Klingon? Yeah. Yeah. In the subtitles, it's like thy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're reading it like from old translation books, which, yeah, that was very silly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, Nichelle Nichols, real life like legend of uh, uh, NASA and recru- recruiting uh, non white people uh, to join NASA. She's yeah. amazing. Nice. There's a great mm-hmm. drunk history about her. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, Wait, one yeah, second, Jared. Um, mm-hmm. One of my notes is, I think it was a Spock quote, and he's like, we have a phrase in Vulcan, like, only Nixon could go to China. Yeah. What does that mean? That was another thing, like, you've not heard it until you've read Shakespeare in the original Klingon. So it's Uh those sort of anachronisms that I'm like, there are two routes that you can say. Because he also says in ancient Vulcan, um, uh, or... An ancestor of his has a Sherlock Holmes quote. So uh-huh. there are two things that you can think. Either, number one, Vulcans have been spying on the Earth for a really long time, which is backed up later in later episodes of the show. Or two, sure. it's just like the writers having fun with stuff. But mm-hmm. I think it's more fun for me if, like, you know, the Vulcans have, like, a ship that's just, like, got a telescope on, and they're like, oh, Nixon in china that's interesting (laughs) listen we've done some projections and the political fallout for him not going would have been worse or like whatever sure and they're like this is going to lead them on the route to like becoming a part of the greater um Uh like you know you know universe of people right so yeah i don't know i thought i i I just enjoyed that i mean yeah it makes absolutely no sense but i don't know what the quote means though (laughs) that's an actual quote that i know i figured it It must be one either news person or historian i think has uh said and so like they just co-opt that right yeah yeah i don't know it's it is it's it's certainly a thing in the film yeah yeah, it's just again like this film is like full of those sorts of anachronistic references and yeah stuff and yeah it's I mean it's it's silly. I will say this film feels like a film for Star Trek fans. Would you agree? Do the fans? I would agree, agree. because um, I don't remember what you were saying earlier, but it made me think of oh yeah, in that you hadn't watched a lot of Star Trek, so like mm-hmm. this being the final film, there are a lot of things that are like feel like we're saying goodbye for a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff mm-hmm. um because by this point the next generation had started and was like the next big thing um mm-hmm. and they kind of all made the decision that this is going to be the last one um nicholas myers the director of this one and, and he directed probably the most well-regarded of the movies which is the wrath of khan um so he returns and you know kind of crafts a farewell message from the original cast because if we're being honest, I don't know that the original cast really thrived in the TV show and instead they were better in the reboot. And that's kind of where they made their name a lot more. Cause I mean, they made six movies and sure. they weren't unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, um, yeah, but I mean, it's also like one of the other funny things is that Sulu is only now a captain and he's like 500 years old and it's like, wait, hang on. Why was he not a captain before? And it's like, cause he has to be in the other movies. Mm. Yeah. But also famously, um, uh, George Takai and William Shatner, like the hated each other's guts at this point. Really? Yeah. That does not surprise me. Yeah. Why? Cause William Shatner is spoiler alert, a douche. He seems like a bit of an ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he, yeah, he's not. But I think he does. I mean, guy. I think he's a, think good, he's actor. a good actor. Yeah. 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 So you were, I think, so if you mentioned about like him just like being on screen and like making choices and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think he has like that sort of like just like weirdo leading man energy. Like, yeah. There's a reason why, like, Again, famously, when he was cast in Star Trek, he was, like, one of the up-and-coming actors. So he's Canadian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he could have had the pick of, like, a lot of movies and TV shows, and people are just like, he's a great actor. But he kind of, like, tarnished his reputation by, like, taking any and every role that he wanted because he's one of those guys who's just like, I just want to work. And so he, like, you know, did Star Trek, and people are like, oh, Star Trek? Are you sure? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Um but yeah, but he's got like some sort of energy like in him and like his speaking pattern is nonsensical and apparently he doesn't even recognize that he's doing weird choices. Um, he's kind of Nicholas Cagey. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just like, I don't know. He's like, I mean, he's a great A weirdo. Like, yeah, he wanted to like have his shirt ripped off in like every single episode that he fought somebody in. And he also <laughs> wanted to fight everybody in every single episode that he was in. And he carries that energy over into here. And when again, he's like 5,000 years old and he has like how many fight scenes? <laughs> in Several. this movie alone? Yeah. At least like three. Yeah. <laughs> he fights so many people. He's and I can guarantee go. you. And I can guarantee you that he's like, I don't need a stunt double. I can do all these stunts myself. I'm in the prime of my life. Oh God. Oh my God, my arm. Yeah. Um, he, he is a, he's definitely a weirdo. Yeah. First thing I ever saw him in was Miss Congeniality, and he's a weirdo in that too. Oh. Is that the I don't one even remember him in that movie. With um who's the star of that movie? Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't thinking of that. Never seen it. Um yeah, do you you guys got the main metaphor here of the Berlin Wall and mm. the end of the yeah. Cold War? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't thinking. I didn't tie it to the Berlin Wall, but it was very like end of the Cold War type thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not Berlin Wall like specific, but yeah, it is the end of the Cold War. Yeah. Overall, the resolution, um, I felt a little like it ended very hastily for me Mm because Kirk, they like intercept the assassination attempt on the Klingon president, and then Kirk gives a speech about seeing the humanity in everyone mm-hmm. and then everyone applauds and then they leave yeah and i was like mm-hmm. is that the end That's of the it. peace Job's talks done. <laughs> yep. let's go 
yeah. Meanwhile, there's just it is it is sweeping up all the blood. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, odd. and it was like kind of had like a, a Scooby Doo wrap up moment where it's like, also, yeah. yeah, it was this why, one. <laughs> yeah, why does Kirk now see the humanity in everybody? Like, what part of yeah. his journey changed his mind when he fought himself on that ice planet? <laughs> why? Well, he keeps but... saying that Orkin's <laughs> no, yeah, no, death was, was the thing. But was well, it? Yeah, but like, yeah. When did know. he process that? <laughs> he processed it in the bunk bed. No. Tiny yeah. bones snuggled up in the bunk bed with bones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't that just where he says like maybe we're too old to be at peace or something, something like that? Oh, I thought he was saying, or no, that's Spock. That's like, are we too old? Are we like holding everything up? Are we? Oh, Jesus Christ, Huckleberry! God. Sorry, Ken. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that that line at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't invite you up here. Ugh. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought, but <laughs> startled. Uh, you were talking about what they were talking about in the bunk beds. Yeah. Oh, but then at some point, Spock and Kirk are talking, and Spock is saying, "Are we, are we so old that like we are inhibitors of progress? Like, do we need to yeah. get out of the way?" Which Step probably aside. is pointing to the next generation of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a part of it. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that's also an interesting idea, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish more elderly people would have that mindset. Yeah. It's Just kind of like kind of when off. Kylo Ren and <laughs> Ray are fighting, and then he's like, we need to let the old old things die. Right. We need to like let a, the past die. Come whatever, on. Whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. <sighs> the idea's the same. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, like at the end of the, um, I don't even know how many years at this point it's been. It might be 20 years of like the Star Trek, like from start to finish journey for these people. Um, yeah, that it, it, it ends a, a bit of weight to that. Um, yeah, and it is also about like handing it off to the next generation of, mm-hmm. which is literally the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah but i mean i yeah i 100 percent see the holes in this and like you know they could have done a lot more with spock and um valeris and like he has like three interactions with her and he's like you're my protege and she's like yep (laughs) it's like vulcans stick together i guess yeah um how often was Leonard Nimoy the executive producer and like a writer of the movies? So like he how directed. Was he? he directed uh, Star Trek three and Star Trek four, um, okay. because he got so he wanted to be killed at the end of the Wrath of Khan. Spoiler alert, and he does, and then he decided to come back because he had so much fun. Um, <laughs> so from that point on, he's like an executive producer of the movies. Okay. Did he have any like ownership of it when it started, or was that something that came about throughout the process nope. of the series? You mean like when the series started? Yeah, like he was he involved with the No. Yeah, he was just it. an actor at that point. Okay. Yeah. But so yeah, his whole story is very interesting. There's a documentary that I haven't watched that I think is called My Name is Spock or I Am Spock or something. He's also oh, written that a bunch sounds of books. Familiar. Mm-hmm. That's um, familiar. But he, I mean, what I do know of him is that he had a tough time being Spock and that, like, he was very much pigeonholed as the actor Spock. 
And so like he went from enjoying that to resenting it to like getting back into enjoying it, which is why like he was reluctant to come back for the first movie and then didn't want to stick around for the second movie, but then eventually like came back kind of full force um, because he just like enjoyed, I think being around a lot of these people. It's also, there's a, um, I'll have to find it again, but there was a great um, video essay that I watched talking about, the difference between the first movie and the wrath of Khan. And one of the key differences is that Spock and Kirk spend a lot more screen time together. Mm. And this video essay has talked about how it seems like Leonard Nimoy and uh, William Shatner, like have a ton of joy just being actors in the same space. And like in, in, in specifically um, William Shatner seems to like actually do work when Leonard Nimoy is on screen as opposed to when he's with other people who he doesn't know. And he just like kind of half asses it. Mm. I thought it was really interesting and watching like the movies through that lens. It's like, I think that's the key relationship. Like as much as bones is like, um, uh, like his bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a brother versus like the best friend of like, you know, kind of, um, in terms of, their the spock kirk connection is just like a different sort of thing i don't know what i was trying to say there the on-screen chemistry yeah or something yeah well, we i mean it's just about, like you were talking about how uh he was he felt pigeonholed and then maybe you were trying to say that as he got back into more screen time with william shatner he felt less yeah. And so I don't think it was like him with William Shatner, but more that William Shatner is a better actor when Leonard Nimoy is there. Cause like he's an actual like actor, actor, takes his craft very seriously. And William Shatner's just like, I got to fight somebody cool. Yeah. But I think Shatner also knows. Shatner's also a good actor. He is, yeah. but I think he's yeah. like a low effort person. Oh, sure. Sure. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah. Like he's got the natural talent, but Leonard Leonard Nimoy is like the like he puts in the work and like reads this stuff and like does like research and Shatner just shows up and he's like, okay, who am I punching today, bro? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I mean, that's just the impression that I get from them. Yeah. Um, did you guys, uh, Kevin, uh, being the uh, murder mystery detector, did huh. you pick up on all of the clues that they dropped for that Chang was the um, eventual insider? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Yeah. I didn't them... catch any clues, but I suspected him immediately. Oh, okay. Well, he looked the eye patch. Because yeah. the eye patch. No, he looks very he was, evil. I thought that he wanted to fuck James Kirk, and he was like obsessed he, with yeah. him. There was like some tension there, was, there. Yeah, the air was thick with tension. And also Shakespeare quotes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also like so many we're both quotes. soldiers. We both loved the fight or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he doesn't want peace. So clearly yeah, he's yeah. behind yeah. us. Yeah. Again, as a child, I did not pick up on that. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of hints in there. One of them being <clears throat> um, when he communicates with the Enterprise, he's still pretending like he's floating in his ship, even mm. though we've seen that the gravity has been restored. Mm. Oh, I didn't catch that. Um, yeah. The other thing is also, I think they purposely killed the doctor on the Klingon ship mm-hmm. so that there wouldn't be anybody to resuscitate the 
Um, Chancellor. Or- Chancellor. Yeah. I also think it's funny, like this is kind of a running theme, but like apparently Klingons are just like, don't care about science and medicine and just like want to go kill. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't, if you're like a warrior, like race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to have good surgeons and like doctors and stuff? God's plan, Jared. No. Okay. You get, if you yeah. get wounded in battle, you're just done. Yep. And you can't yeah, like, unless you're they're taking off. like the Spartan yeah. approach. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But then also somehow they have the technology to cross the stars. Yeah. Right. And have a cloaked yeah. Yeah. Uh, ship that can fire. Yeah. Yep. What was that thing called? Bird of prey. Mm-hmm. Bird of prey. Yeah. Classic Star Trek ship design. Probably my favorite. Uh. Yeah. Except for the Defiant, my favorite Star Trek ship is the bird of prey. Really enjoy it. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys also catch uh, Christian Slater? making his... No, but when I was reading this IMDb trivia, I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. he was in this? <laughs> yeah, he's the guy who wakes up Sulu. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's because his mom was the casting yeah. director. Mm. Yeah. So nepotism strikes again. Love to see it. Yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kevin, you mentioned the music at the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. How would you guys like those opening credits? That's great. Yeah, I really, it really, uh, I really like the the full like orchestral, mm-hmm. like sci-fi sounds. Yeah, because um, it really like gets you into the film. You know, like a way that's very very necessary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The score in this movie is by Cliff uh, Edelman. Edelman. Edelman, mm-hmm. I think. He hasn't done like a ton of like other memorable stuff, but yeah, this score is an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. Probably my second favorite score after The Wrath of Khan. Yeah. The Wrath of Khan had, had really good music as well. Yeah. I'm going to say something controversial, but oh, gosh. Star Trek be may to, have to the Sophie better music than Star Wars. Hmm. I think that's probably at this point, from what I've heard, it's probably true. Yeah. I think like there, I think Star Wars has some iconic score scores, right? Absolutely. That you're like, that you're like you can't dispute. Maybe Star Wars <laughs> yeah. might have the better highs, but I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of it is like retreads of those pieces. Yeah. So like, you know, listen the 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 sequel trilogy music. I mm-hmm. started out really liking it, and at yeah. this point, I'm like, wait, what even is the difference? Yeah, no, it's literally just like trying to hit your nostalgia portion mm-hmm. of your brain. Um, and I, but yeah. I think like I think so. I think and I, from what I've heard of Star Trek music, uh, it doesn't really do that. It's like each movie is approached in a, as its own sort of thing. And yeah. Like okay, we're building a score to fit, you know, in this particular the, movie, the general theme of Star Trek, but also mm-hmm. like you know, we're trying to make our own movie here. And so I, yeah. I would agree with, with that statement now, Jerry. Yeah. And I also think like, it's both like a good thing and a bad thing, but scores can elevate movies a lot. And sure. I think that the Star Trek scores have to do a lot of heavy lifting because none of the movies are great. Um, but I think again, for me um, as a kid, it was a very memorable score. And it just like emphasized what music can do for like, heightening and it also just like instantly builds production value mm-hmm. like 
and I'm sure this movie had like a, a pretty fair production uh, budget at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. But like, uh, it makes the movie seem a lot higher quality than it than it maybe actually is if you mm-hmm. have a good good score. Yeah. Again, did you see the yogurt blend? I did see the yogurt <laughs> blend. That was. Did hilarious. you see? Did you notice that the I'm, president's eyes are digitally like browned? No, I did what? not notice that. I was yeah. too busy. Wor- I like, noticed that this time, but I don't because I don't think they're contacts. But his eyes look wrong. Hmm. Yeah, did not notice. Weird. Oh, speaking of people looking ways, did you notice that? Uh, speaking of people looking ways, yeah. Did you notice <laughs> that Christopher Plummer's Klingon like Nis is like he's the least Klingon? He has like little tiny forehead ridges. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's because he's like Christopher fucking Plummer and he's yeah. not going to be in like 10 hours of makeup every day. Yeah. No. Or really they want him to it. look more like Christopher Plummer. Yeah, yeah. I read in the trivia he did not want, he wanted to really be the least Klingon, Klingon mm-hmm. looking. Like he yeah. requested that for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, I think, I mean, I'm gonna, yeah, sorry. I have a whole different direction to go in. Go for it. Do it. I don't know if this has any, if this was intentional in any way. But <laughs> the moon, the mining moon of Praxis. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys familiar with Praxis as a theory of learning? No. Uh, no. It's from this theorist, a Brazilian theorist, Paulo or Paulo Freire, and he wrote this um, book called Pedagogy of the Oppressed, in which he develops this theory of how people learn best is through praxis, which is like a cycle of observing, doing, reflecting, Mm -hmm. observing, doing, reflecting. And Pedagogy of the Oppressed was written in reaction to him fleeing or being exiled from Brazil after this coup d'etat when the military dictatorship was put in place with the support of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So then he moved to Chile and he, um, yeah, he developed this pedagogy of the oppressed where he was, his quote is, when I wrote this, I was already completely convinced of the problem of social classes. In addition, I wrote this book on the basis of my extensive experience with peasants in Chile, being absolutely convinced of the process of ideological hegemony and what that meant. Um, Which actually seems to be like one of the central themes of this movie. Yeah. um, Is this conflict between maybe they're not a dictatorship in this in the Star Trek universe, but they're definitely a militarized group of people. Um, Yeah, they're technically not, they're more an oligarchy actually, uh, because it's the Klingon High Council and it's ruled by houses and those are inherited, but you can like challenge the houses. Anyways, not to get into Klingon politics. (laughs) But yeah, just interesting. I don't know if that was on purpose at all, but I- uh, It might be. When was that book written? 69. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if that is a reference um, because they like to throw those guys in there all over the place. Yeah. I mean, he's not a very popular theorist in general. Like I learned about him in grad school. I think he's popular amongst academics, especially like social political academics. Mm -hmm. Um, That's also, okay. So I'm I'm on the Wikipedia of, uh, 
praxis. And uh, in ancient Greece, the word praxis meant the doing. And so that's like oh, that's energy probably... production. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe unintended consequence, but I feel like it fits really well with the pedagogy of the oppressed. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I have also never heard of that. There you go. Cool. We have become educational. Finally, the second <laughs> category. Film and TV slash educational. We did it. So Jared, you're gonna you mentioned at the beginning you were gonna talk about how the energy thing doesn't make any sense. Can you elaborate? Oh on yeah. That? Oh yeah. Why yeah. would they have one planet to create all of their energy? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. No. Huh. How Who does knows? that like they're okay, so it's not ever explicitly said, but they like control a region of space that is many like star systems. Mm -hmm. Why would you have one planet to create all of your energy? And if the, even if it isn't for all of the energy, if you have one planet or one moon creating all of your energy for one planet, how does that make sense either? Yeah, it doesn't. Um, I was, oh, so the plot can happen. Mm -hmm. There you go. Because yep, um, they read the script. They read the script. The planet read the script and it was like, oh, shoot. I Boom. was going to suggest that uh, the Klingons, the only reason why they have any technology is because they show up at a place and then slaughter the people that invented it. Yeah. And developed I it. Think so maybe they showed up at that planet and that planet was just making energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For, For what, though? Uh, They're just doing it yeah. <laughs> to do it. And then uh, the Klingons okay. slaughtered all the people, committed a little light genocide. And yeah. then uh, continued on. Yeah, probably a medium genocide. A medium genocide. Okay. Yeah. You know what um, it made me think of when you were saying that is that Rick and Morty episode, "The Ricks Must Be Crazy," where he's like created an entire oh yeah like like miniature species that just like bounces on that little board uh -huh. to yeah, create yeah. his energy, mm -hmm. but then right. each one had done the same thing. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be surprised if the Klingons were like that. Or the other thing would be like, <laughs> so maybe there were, were like Klingon scientists. And then like, so famously in First Contact, which we watched, or Kevin and I watched, yeah. they, um, uh, the Vulcans come to Earth after um, the humans uh, break the light speed barrier. So maybe the Klingons did that once and the Vulcans like landed and the Klingons are like, who the fuck are you? And then just killed them and took their spaceship. I could a hundred percent see that, but they would have had to develop like faster than light yeah, travel. Maybe there was like one first. Einstein level, yeah. like Klingon guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's also implied that like the Klingons are a much older like species uh -huh. in terms of uh, like maybe what happened know, is like a ship crash landed on their planet. Yeah, because like the captain had a heart attack, and mm -hmm. then they were like, "Ah, we got a ship now." And that's why specifically well, the captain has a heart attack and somehow that crashes the ship. Yes. Okay. I guess I don't think that over it's that weird that they would have one place where they get all their energy. I mean, we just watched Dune where apparently everyone relies on this Arrakis. one planet. But, yeah, but it's not energy. That's, that's, not that's energy. for the but drugs. It's for, yeah. But it's also for space travel. It's like a main yeah, mode yeah. of getting around the universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, I think that would be different if it was like, okay, so <clears throat> again, we're getting deep into the weeds here, um, but dilithium crystals are what run spaceship engines. You need a dilithium crystal to uh, power your engine to reflect 
to re refract the light or whatever. So it would make more sense to me if it was like a the one dilithium mine in the Klingon Empire, mm. and then that blew up and it'd be like I don't know oil. Yeah, we sure. Did they oil anymore? Did they blow up that planet themselves? Did the no? no it, was it was an from accidental. Yeah, listen, oh, okay. it was a Mines of Moria situation. Okay, sure, yeah. sure, sure. They delved okay. too greedily and too deep. Sure. Okay. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah. About Again, Hulk. the um, Klingon OSHA is not like the best in the galaxy. Yeah, not there. Not leaders in really OSHA dropping compliance. the ball. Nah. Yeah. Can you imagine like a Klingon like safety officer? I would watch that spinoff. <laughs> I mean that is actually, actually kind of no, what Worf is like. I mean that's yeah, what Worf is that's like. That's what Worf is like. And I love how yeah. like aren't, aren't every single all of time Worf's ideas. Yeah, yeah, all of Worf's ideas are like let's kill them. <laughs> we should kill <laughs> them much. before they try to kill us. And they're like I mean he is like yeah, when they come up to meet the Klingons for the first time, he's like everybody else is like hey, put the shields up and Kirk's like uh dramatic tension, got to wait, got to wait up. But yeah, he's the guy who's like shields up, captain shields up i do know there's this one episode of of uh, next generation where Worf makes a suggestion and Riker is like good idea Worf," and he's like thank yeah. you <laughs> you listen to me finally <laughs> yeah he's like he's like i don't think we should give them like a computer that's like current mm -hmm. because it has secrets so let's give them an old shitty computer and then so Riker's he's like the Jerry. He's I mean, the Jerry in that he's, uh, yeah. I mean, not really, not really. No. He's he's just he's just like always. His his suggestions are always terrible, and so then they're always like ignored. Well, no, they're not always. I mean, so they're just like more aggressive than yeah. what everybody else wants to be, right? And it's like supposed to like highlight that Picard's the like reasonable one. The level is like reasonable. Shoot him in the face, and and Picard, Picard is like, like they're just giving us fruits, man. Calm down. <laughs> It's poison fruit. Kill him. It's like we don't poison know fruit. Assassination attempt. Yeah, fun stuff. Next yeah. gen seems like a a, a show that um has a, that is like really good. Um, yeah, there's, there's also some, like, like a million seasons long. Yeah, too many episodes. Really great Each episodes. episode's like an hour. Uh, Listen, got the, I, I recommend. For that. I recommend looking up like some of those like best of next generation, and you can start with those episodes, and then eventually you'll watch all seven seasons. Yeah. We can finally have something to talk about. Jared, have you ever been to the Klingon production of A Christmas Carol? No. I remember Craig's family went one Christmas. Oh, that sounds in St. Paul. Wow. It sounds wild. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. I did yeah. contemplate learning Klingon one Ugh. time. Yeah, I'm not that much of a fucking nerd. Or you're just too lazy. Yeah, All right. no. Does anyone else have anything to say about this film? Other than that, it's a perfect movie. No. I just want to say one more time. I thought Kim Cattrall was really good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think all the actors did a good job. Yeah. All the actors and actresses, they did a wonderful job. But I think that's sort of like standard with Star Trek. Mm -hmm. All the Star Trek stuff I've seen, like all the actors are giving their damnedest. Yeah. You know, it's everything else that's letting them down. <laughs> it's generally for me, it's, it's, been like the writing like in first contact i think is a very poorly written film yeah you um, mean like plot writing or uh, yeah yeah like, plot writing yeah, yeah and like character like motivation stuff 
Mm-hmm. It's like, why are these characters? But I mean, this this one this one doesn't really have any of those problems. I mean, for me, it's mostly just that like, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in the right mindset, but I also was just kind of bored by it. Yeah, you know, it's just not something that like, I don't know. It's not something I was really into at any point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it's also I think I've mentioned it before, but. <clears throat> I think that there can be an expiration date on stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think Star Trek's expiration date may have passed um, in that it's getting tougher and tougher to get into. Yeah. You have to be like a very specific person to want to. Sure. I mean, I think like the, the original series, the episodes I've seen, they have a lot of like, it's an interesting show because it's basically like, it sort of seems like episodes of the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Where it's like almost like horror. They 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 show yeah. up at a new planet, and there's like, oh my god, there's something like horrific, and then it's like, solve this problem, Kirk and Spock, and that's yep. sort of every episode, and that's yeah. like a fun formula. I think like, yeah, I don't know why they don't do that with the new shows. Like maybe like episodic. Well, episodic okay, so TV doesn't really work. Yeah, well but they've anymore. also done like seven hundred yeah. episodic yeah. episodes. And so, like, the minute you start doing that, they're like, oh, no, there's, like, the... We've done this four other times. Yeah, okay. The original series, season five, episode... There weren't five seasons. Season two, episode five. Yeah. Like, people just be like, this is a ripoff this. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, that's... But, I mean, it's like, like, you know, if you have different characters, they treat the problems differently. I don't know. I think you could... I mean, I... That that was... (laughs) That's my biggest problem with Voyager, is that Mm. they do those things and I don't care about them because mm. they've done them before. And then they just like get into like weird, like what if we did this and then reset sure. the episode back at the end of it? Cause yeah. they're like, it was a uh, time loop. Yeah. Uh, alternate uh, dimension. Sure. They explore like, gets, yeah, yeah. It gets boring and everybody's like, I honestly just think it's like pretty much played out. And unless you have something like very different, it's really hard to do more Star Trek. I mean, at this point, though, like a lot of the older fans are like getting up there in age, and like yeah. I don't know. I feel like you could do like a a new series that's episodic, and you know, like a person like me, mm-hmm. um, who hasn't who's hardly seen any Star Trek, could get into a new show like that. Yeah, I mean, I just have no have interest you... in like yeah. the currently airing shows because I don't really want to follow a long narrative right now. Yeah, have you have you tried watching uh, Lower Decks? No, I've seen some clips of it. Okay. That Seems might like be a show okay. for you. Yeah. Seems like it'd be okay. I just don't want to get another streaming service. Fuck that. Oh, okay. I already have like yeah, that's eight fair. of them. That's fair. My sister is watching Game of Thrones for the first time, and she wow, doesn't know boy. anything. Oh, my oh, God. Boy. So do don't you... spoil anything. Don't spoil anything in case she listens, because I've been sending her the episodes. But okay. like, mm-hmm. she just she's in season two, but she didn't even know that Ned Stark died. Wow. So oh I was like, God. oh boy. How? Don't that's, that's look impressive. up the thing. I was like, you got to get through, at least like don't ruin the big thing that happens in season three. <laughs> oh, you mean that's, when the that's, that's crazy. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, your sister, for someone who's like constantly online, like she tweets a ton. I know, chronically online. Yeah. That's, that's, that's impressive. She's yeah. like really like pigeonholed herself into a specific corner of the internet. I know. She's also dating again. And I was like, I'm thinking to myself, don't tell any of these guys that you're going on dates with that you're watching Game of Thrones because yeah. they will 100% hate it. They will Kevin the hell out of you. <laughs> no. 
I don't know. I yeah. If someone at this point was like, "Hey, I'm watching Game of Thrones," I'd be like, "Ugh." Good luck. <laughs> I mean, I stopped watching. Well, never wishes. Finished. I never even finished it. Yeah, I stopped it after the seventh season. Is he gonna finish the books? No, no. Of course not. He's gonna die before he. If, could if, even finish if, them. if listen, he, he hasn't died book, yet. <laughs> if he could, if he could finish the book, we would have a release date now for the next for real? one. Yeah. He had he had two years of being unable to go on tours and unable right. to do book signings and unable to do any anything else. Yeah, but everything he was shut he down. Three, a video like, game. three shows or something. Yeah, um, I mean, like he just has no interest in finishing, it, and that's fine. Yeah. It's, his, it's his thing. It's just what it is. But anyways, uh, this is not a Game of Thrones podcast. Although I, I think, wait, it's not. No, unfortunately. Although I don't know, I I, I would I would not want to talk either. about it. Yeah, yeah, that would be miserable. Uh, yeah. I'm, I should we should we move on to final ratings? Yeah, yeah, we could do that. All right, I'll start. Um, movie is a six for me. I think uh, I think it's a movie for Star Trek fans, and so. And I am not a particularly crazy Star Trek person, so uh, it doesn't really hit any of the like the things that it's doing that I think like is supposed to make me feel nostalgic or emotional or heartfelt. Doesn't really hit quite right because I'm like, oh, I think there's like backstory to this, or I think there's like something else that I'm supposed to like recall or or feel, and I'm just not feeling it. Um, but at the same time, I think like 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 we talked about, all the performances are good. Um, and the music is wonderful. Um, and then the CGI is terrible. So yeah, that's pretty rough. Soph? I'll say like a six and a half. Similarly, uh, not, I wasn't a big Star Trek fan to begin with, but I enjoyed myself and, um, yeah, yeah. I will say, I will say, I didn't remember that we were going to record today until mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yesterday, you texted me like yeah. at some time at like six p.m. Yeah, my time, and I was out to dinner, and uh, and I was like, oh shit, we're doing two movies. So yeah. I watched these movies back to back. I started with the movie that we're going to discuss next, which is mm-hmm. Sophie's film. Oh yeah, did not Those set do me not up. Pair well, <laughs> they do not pair well. Um, I think I watched them in the best possible order. There's mm-hmm. only two. Yeah, <laughs> film. <laughs> kind of a, unless you wanted to watch half, then half, then the other half. Then right. Half. Yeah. Um, one minute of each, just yeah. flipping back just and keeps forth. Flipping back and <laughs> forth. It really did not set me up for success. Yeah. Uh, I drank a lot of whiskey to try to get through these films, um, and then I tried to make myself a gin and tonic, and then I opened the refrigerator, and I was like, I have no tonic left, so I just Boy. had a glass of gin with a oh <laughs> with lime juice in it. <laughs> Uh, so Thanks. I um, feel like that would help with watching Star Trek. The it did. goofier I it feel, did. the more I enjoy. Yeah, it. I mean, I was, I, I was, I was having the final confrontation of like the things that happened yeah. in the end. I was having kind of, I was having a, a fair amount yeah. of fun during that. That they follow the ship farts. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I, I liked it? how I liked how. Uh, I don't know if like this is a thing that happens like all the time, but like they like push the torpedo into like this thing. And it's like this huge hole. Yeah. Where they launch the torpedoes from like torpedoes are, you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's like basically just a rocket or something that has its own propulsion. Yeah. Um, But like, it's just in like this huge, I don't know the, the little like barrel that it's supposed to go out of is, is, yeah. is huge. And then the torpedo is shaped like a, 
It reminds me of a, a Thule, which is like a, a ski box, you know, yeah. that you put on top mm, of a yeah. car. Yeah. And it's like, it looks like it's made out of cheap, <laughs> cheap plastic. Listen, I mean, I they also... for a second Spock was going to take off on that thing, <laughs> just like in Dr. Strangelove, the ending of Dr. Strangelove. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No. I mean, he is, when he dies, he is put in one of them. Yeah, he is so. put in one of You're those. You're kidding. No, nope. no, they put him in one I of those. I saw them when I, I watched you... Wrath of Khan. Yes. It's oh, the end my. of the movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I liked this movie a lot more than I liked Wrath of Khan. Really? I don't this... understand that. Okay, that, that doesn't make any sense. I didn't love no. Wrath of Khan, but Wrath of Khan at least had like a compelling villain. Or, I mean, I guess I... the villain in this was pretty compelling. I don't know, I don't know. anything Khan about is... the next generation people. I don't care about them. I care about these this group of people more but than I care about that's next not, generation. That's Wait, not... hang on, hang on. Hang on. has Jean-Luc Picard in it, doesn't it? No, no it does not. No. What the hell did you make me watch that had him in it? Did you first make me watch First Contact too? Oh my God. Uh, first Contact. Is it where the Borgs show up? I does, clearly have does, no idea. Does Data have sex <laughs> with a Borg queen? I, I just know. implied. Was it, was it good for you? <laughs> Fuck that. Oh no, yeah, actually um, they do. Reading yeah, Rainbow. They definitely have sex. Uh no, okay. Jared. Um, yeah, I'll say this is a seven for me. I recognize it's not a very good film, but it's still one of my favorites. It's like, um, you know, I mean, I I had been kind of watching the MCU all the way through just as like my comfort thing. And, uh, you know, I'll revisit Star Trek every couple of years and watch all the movies through. Um, it's one of my favorites of the old guys. Um, I think it's probably maybe second or third best of the Star Treks, um, which is not saying very much because they're not great. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll get into true silliness when I eventually pick the whale movie. So. That's what I was hoping at this Stay one was tuned. the whale movie. I thought about it. I, I yeah, I, I contemplated, but I wanted to get the seriousness of this one. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, yeah, and as I said, it's just like connected to a lot of nice childhood memories of mine, which is like popping in a movie and watching this. Yeah, um, I think that's all that I got. I'd thought of something else, but now I've forgotten it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else anybody wants to say? Nope. I talked yeah, about everything I want to say. Cool. This has been a really weird episode, I feel like. No, that's um, fine. All of our that's episodes good. are weird. That's true. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, if you so choose, at HowAboutPod. You can email us at howaboutpod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, episodes come out Wednesdays now, maybe, hopefully, if I can get my shit together. Um, yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.